Oh, here's another question. If I is there a way to mute yourself on Audacity? Or will it just like, stop uh, e... in case I need a cough or something? I don't think there is for okay. a mute. Well, actually. I could just move away from the mic. Yeah, like do the you know uh the like chocolate rain video and how he does like the looks away <laughs> and was like I move away to take a breath. It's like you oh, can be the uh, rain. Oh chocolate rain going back God. to the early days of early the internet. Early days of YouTube really true. I re I remember when chocolate rain was around. <laughs> Do you remember Fred? I remember Fred. Uh Wait, Fred? Oh, Fred. Hey, it's Fred. The annoying one. Oh, yeah, no, that was well, a whole different no, one. No, that was an entirely different one, but oh both God. were annoying. <laughs> uh, both were high-pitched, annoying boys. And uh, Charlie the Unicorn? Oh, they took my freaking kidney. <laughs> uh, oh, throwback. I got in trouble for watching that because they said freaking. How could you, Paul? How could I? How could young, innocent Paul say frickin'? Can't possibly. Not in this house. No, this is a house uh, of Jesus. The, the, our little banter before the show will just be us talking about Fred and the Annoying Orange. <laughs> it'll end with me getting in trouble for saying frickin'. Frickin'. Okay. Frickin' Feanor. Frickin' Feanor. <laughs> frickin' Simworlds. Alright. Three, two, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to today's episode of The Silly Marillion. I am one of your hosts, Paul, a lifelong Tolkien fan, and joining me is my dear friend, Tori, who has never read anything Tolkien, really, in her life. Until now. And until now. Um, yes, so uh, we are currently on our second half of our kind of endeavor together. Season uh, two, to, baby. Yes, to expose uh, Tori to all glorious works that are Tolkien. Uh, and so we are going through Tolkien's first book, uh, The Hobbit, uh, a very a very well-treasured children's classic. It is very cute. And it is very cute and very adorable. I'm only three chapters in, and it's so joyous. I only despise him for some of his run-on sentences. <laughs> the man did not know how to use periods correctly. Uh, He's like, what if I throw in another comma? And I'm like, no, that's not... King of commas, no, that's our Jimmy. <laughs> also, thanks, like, Paul. Thanks for having me this week. <laughs> oh, of course, always. I am always happy to have you around. Oh. You are you are certainly a pleasure. <laughs> um... Oh gosh. Where to begin? Where to begin? Where to begin? Where to begin? Should I start with my um elf rant? Sure, start with your elf rant. Let's what have first, what's first, that been like? First just a little housekeeping note, content oh, warning yeah. for racism and homophobia and idiots. Um, As you do. 
Just to let everyone know, this is a welcome, inclusive, safe space. If you want bearded female dwarves or black elves and queer hobbits, like we accept that and we include that. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have fun with that. So I really, I'm a firm believer that Tolkien is for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, and Middle Earth I, is I for feel... everyone. And for those of you who, if you are seeing people who don't look like you in what you think is yours it's not it's not being taken away from you mm -hmm. it's sharing it with others just bear that in mind no one's trying to steal lord of the rings the messages will always be there that friendship lives out oftentimes the smallest people can make the biggest change and that uh, your rich cousins will always want to tag along. And sometimes <laughs> they'll be helpful, and other times they won't. Yes, totally. Uh, <laughs> but this is just kind of a reminder that everyone has a stake in Lord of the Rings if they so desire. Yep. Everyone and... has an interest, whether they've been in it as long as I have, or if or they're just getting, like off, getting started off like Tori. It, Lord of the Rings should be a very welcoming and uh, just kind of a good place considering the theme of the story is all people of all sort and yeah. creeds and classes uniting to fight against so in one injustice and evil. Mm -hmm. So anyway, just like uh, middle. So don't be fucking racist worlds, guys. Everyone's welcome to our podcast. Uh, I am you. I don't know if any, like all our listeners know what I look like now that I think about it. Cause they just hear us. Anyway, oh yeah, no. It's I am like... a black Filipino queer woman, so it's it's things are gonna get gay. Things are gonna get black. Sorry, not sorry. Yes. <laughs> and I am a quirked up white boy, <laughs> busting it down sexual style. But am I goaded with the sauce? <laughs> but wait, you say busting it down, busting it down, sexual style. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna need that played back. What's the actual phrase? I'm gonna though? need that played back. That there's the there's the whole line. phrase going around TikTok of people memeing of <laughs> a quirked up white boy busting it down sexual style. But is he goaded with the sauce? And like they're incredible. having all these different characters like listing it. I don't know. Oh my god, I have not heard that before, and it's incredible. <laughs> my quirked up hobbit busting it down sexual style. <laughs> Am I go but am I goaded with the taters? We shall see. I don't even know what it, it. means. I I'm just it. saying <laughs> shit that I don't understand. <laughs> hey, listeners, please tweet us. Please translate this. I'm for not us. hip enough. It's I'm not amazing. with the no times. No I'm caps. old. I'm 24 <laughs> years old. <laughs> you Gen Zer, you. Um, anyway, long rant just to say, um, people were upset over some posters with some colored hands, and we're over here celebrating I, I will, it, so everyone I please. will also what? point out the irony, kind of, me, like, in the post saying, racist Tolkien fans. Mm -hmm. And then people immediately coming at me going, I'm not racist! <laughs> and then me being like, then hmm. why did you respond? Why are you offended? If you were not, if you were not racist. Yeah. Why Why did you feel like I was talking to you? Could it be, sir, that you're being just the teensy bit, little... bit, something must you have know, called angry you. that they're having black people 
in Lord of the Rings. Uh, that's true. You didn't even mention any of that. You just said racist. I just said racist. Yeah. Like, because... And it's like, it like I understand... Signal. I understand completely criticism of the show, okay? Mm-hmm. It's made by Amazon. Evil company. It Capitalism. Is, we it get is, it. Yeah, it is, like... May it is being put out there to make a profit, okay? They're not doing this for me. They're not saying, oh, Paul would really like this. They're putting it out there because Amazon's like, we could make money. Now, mm-hmm. if it's good, okay, great. But, and maybe the storylines are going to be crap, so maybe I'll be, I've been burned before. I put too much faith in the Star Wars sequels, I'll say that. <laughs> I've been burned before. That's it. Twice bit, once bitten, twice shy. (laughs) Um, But like, just looking at all those comments of like the brown hands, and then underneath it, and you're like, oh, 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 god, (laughs) like, oh god, it's the TikTok noise of who made it racist in here. That's all right. Be angry. We will enjoy it. We will love it. I'm so excited for it. But on to nicer news, I believe you said something about elves. 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 Okay. One of these chapters, we'll get there. Had It's really my first um, time reading about elves. Like, you've told me all the stories, but actually reading Tolkien's word about elves. And they are so rad, and I am falling in love with elves, which, like, okay, we already knew when you introduced me to Varda and, like... I fell in love with her. Yeah. But this is just further cementing that I am an elf. And I had Evelyn, bless them, uh, draw me as an elf and made this really cool, like, silver chain glasses and turned my outfit into, like, a elven look. And it all... I, I don't even have words. I don't have words. It's incredible. It's on my Twitter. Go check it out. Um, and then my friend ND went and was like, oh, I wanted to picture Tori as an elf too. And just, just drew me another little funky Tori elf, Tori elf drawing, so, if you will. So good. So I think for Red Fair, I'm going to cosplay as an elf. I think that's, I think that's the, all this oh to say, gosh. I'm turning into my final form of elf Tori. <laughs> Honestly... We'll, uh, oh gosh, for when we do, well, when we, uh, do the Lord of the Rings, are we going to commission one, a new picture for each book? Because I think... Yeah, because each book would kind of be a new season. You as, like, Legolas and me as, like, Gimli would be, like, a good one for, like, two towers of, like, just buds, buds going to war. (laughs) Which is what we do, you and I, Paul, we're going to war. Going to war against racism. I love that. I love that. That should be the fellowship one. I dig it. Yeah. Wool. Well, I think Get two ready. towers because Legolas and Gimli don't feature too much in Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, really? Okay. I think I have I have an idea for what to commission. Okay. Uh, specifically, I have an idea for Fellowship. I'm already excited then, for it. We just started the oh. and I'm excited for it. just clapping my little hands together (laughs) oh the future Uh, is looking bright all right good stuff thank you listeners thank you community for just being so amazing yes uh, just came through i didn't even have to move a finger they were just all loving and 
amazing, which is the whole reason why I'm like in this fandom anyway. So, and uh, I th- I think I'd say we had a fairly successful launch of our new Twitter account yeah. and Patreon. Already three patrons. Yeah. Oh, patrons, I love you. Why do I, you, I, why do you give I, us money? I'm excited. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we're going to have some it, sweet stuff for you. We're going to have some sweet stuff down the road. We're going to hopefully give you your money's worth. Uh, mm-hmm. You already have bullshit. all my love and affection. Get ready for some bonus content. Get ready for some bonus content. I already have ideas for like what our kind of like uh, just random podcasts will be. Oh, like the yeah. little like the personal ones we do. I was also thinking uh, of sending them photos of my little notes in the book. Oh, that's another like good bonus. one. Just posting those up on yeah. the Patreon. Yeah. I see the dumb stuff I write as I <laughs> go yeah. through. Would we want to maybe uh, make that uh, part of the lower tier where it's just like, hey, if you're subscribed, this is like you get like additional notes, basically. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's good. All right. So with Fun. that. So with that, we return to The Hobbit. Uh, with these first, uh, these next two chapters, if you recall, the assignment was these next two chapters: uh, roast mutton and a short rest. I believe, yeah. yes, a short rest. So, uh, first off, initial thoughts, Tori. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of these chapters compared to the first chapter we did? Oh. Like, were you as entertained by it? Were you as yes drawn in yes still very much i it's just so fun actually reading him and his style is just so like fun and whimsical and again we talked about this in the episode but like the storytelling is yes it's i very much feel like i'm just i am like his kids and i'm like okay papa jimmy like i'm ready for my bedtime story and yeah, just the style is so cute. Okay, let's go through. Let's see what my all right, what my notes here. Okay, so it starts off. <laughs> Bilbo wakes up and he thinks it was all a dream, and those doors are out of his hair. <laughs> Poor guy. Classic mistake. <laughs> um. And then Gandalf's there. He's like, "You're late, bitch. Yeah, you didn't clean the mantle. Rude." Bilbo just fed everyone, and now he's like... <laughs> First thing I do every morning, clean the mantle. I don't even First have thing, a mantle. I wake up, I build a mantle, I clean it off. That's then what I, I do brush every my teeth fucking and have morning. <laughs> then I take a shit and then brush my teeth and whatever else I need to but do. But first and foremost, the mantle. Every day at 3 a.m., clean the mantle. Uh... I have some, but yeah. some thoughts on these trolls. Do we want to read our little troll bit before discussing? Uh, let's do what we did before and kind of like go through okay. the plot bit by bit. And okay. then when we reach our little uh, skit, uh, that's when we can uh, <laughs> do it. Um, so yeah, uh, Bilbo Baggins wakes up and uh, G- Gandalf like shows up. He's like, oh, get to- you got to gotta go the bus is you leaving you gotta go <laughs> gotta go go to what and like uh first off i love the fact that we he- apparently gandalf uses the phrase great elephants in like exasperation like great elephants you are not at all yourself this morning you have never dusted the mantelpiece <laughs> it's like 
I'm gonna start I using should... that in my day to day. Let's bring back I think... great elephants. I think it's a great uh, exclamation to just say great and then just insert animal of choice here. What like, is, great what is... prairie dogs or something. <laughs> great penguins. <laughs> great penguins. It's, great it's like that blue-footed boobies. Uh, Gandalf, stop trying to make great elephants happen. <laughs> yeah, Gan- this is Gandalf trying out like his catchphrase. like S- Great elephants, that's what I say. I'm Gandalf. Great elephants, say... That's my uh, that's my new thing. And elephants, not what are the other things they have? All elephants. Uh, they call them elephants. Elephants. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Sam knows them as elephants. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, but then uh, he finds uh, Bilbo finds the contract, and I fucking love this contract, uh, just with how formal it is. Uh, just Thorn and Company to Burglar Bag, uh, Burglar Bilbo. Greeting. For your hospitality, our sincerest thanks, and for your offer of professional assistance, our grateful acceptance. Terms. Cash on delivery. Remember, guys, exposure gets you nothing, okay? Cash on delivery. Up to and not exceeding one-fourteenth of total profits, if any. If any. That sounds fair. Everyone's <laughs> getting the same share, even Thorin, who's the leader. That's true. Good business model. I'm liking cool. it. All traveling expenses guaranteed in any event. Pretty good. Funeral expenses to be defrayed by us or our representatives if occasion arises and the matter is not otherwise arranged for. So they're like, if you die, we will arrange your funeral. Or if we're dead, our representatives will then arrange for <laughs> They really thought also, it all out. Also, they're like, our representatives. Do dwarves have lawyers? Who? Who is the dwarven representatives? Like, d- dwarves have lawyers that like they're the lawyer like people will take care of if we don't come back here uh here's some money you're in charge of burying bilbo baggins or having a funeral for him or some shit Truly. or letting the hobbits know he fucking died <laughs> um thinking it unnecessary to disturb your esteemed repose meaning they drew up this contract this morning while bilbo was still asleep and they thought uh, we have... to drop a contract like this yeah, well, uh, they're very officious, you know? They get, get it in writing, guys. Always get it in writing. All your creatives take notes. <laughs> uh, we have proceeded in advance to make requisite preparations and shall await your respected person at the Green Dragon Inn, Bywater, at 11 a.m. sharp, trusting that you will be punctual. Punctual. We have the honor to remain yours deeply, Thorn and Company. So cute. Thorn so and cute. Company. I wish I wish my friends drew me up a contract. I can draw you a contract, Paul. You can draw me up a yeah. contract. I'll write one. Just is this like this. is this our uh, is this our silly Merlin contract? Yes, I'll take care of your funeral expenses. Should we die? Should we die? You or your representative, honey? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if honey can be in charge of that. She she wouldn't she's, want to anyway. She's just not with me. There, like no, not. You think me. Steph would be? Think Steph would know to pour out a Baja blast over my yes, grave. I yeah. guarantee they would at least do me the honor. They'll go to the beach. Lay, like... they, yeah, bear, yeah, they'll <laughs> lay out a Del Taco taco on mm-hmm. the like on Manhattan Beach for like a seagull to swoop down and just grab, and exactly. then pour out a Baja, Baja blast, blast into the ocean for Paul. Pour one out for me, guys. Uh, uh and then like Gandalf's like, well. You got ten minutes till they leave, and Bilbo's got a blast. Fuck. Um, and now just to let you know, Bywater is another town. 
over. Oh. So he needs to run there within 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm just imagining Bilbo with his little hobbit feet. Yeah. It's like... Gotta run fast. I guess... I guess... Oh, how big is the Shire? Because... Oh, man. I need to do some What's math on this. What's their population count? The population of the Shire? I could not fucking tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna... It's time to do the old Google. Population of the Shire... Okay, uh, the hobbits were are estimated to be between sixty and one hundred forty thousand. Like that, their population, like hobbits. Period. Yeah, hobbits. Hobbits. And they period. live in the shire. It, they basically almost all of them live in the shire. Okay. Some of them live in a nearby town called Bree. Oh, um, okay. But the thing is, like, people who just watch the films don't actually get the fact that the Shire is fairly big. Mm. It's, like, its own state, Mm -hmm. basically. Or if you think about, like, England, like, its own county, essentially. And it said Um, 600 to... uh, 60 to 140,000 hobbits possibly live there. Oh, that's a good Uh, chunk. I'm Googling, uh, uh, it's very cute that, uh, he gets to buy water and found him yes. come without a pocket handkerchief out of all the things to forget. Not, not okay. Handkerchief. Within 10, within 10 minutes, Bilbo runs 4.5 miles. Damn. Damn, Bilbo Baggins. He's a fast little guy. I wonder how like how powerful his like legs are. Yeah. Like, has he got like massive fucking thighs? <laughs> I'm just imagining the Hobbit just sprinting. Uh, I guess I mean, with that kind of uh, speed, that's how Frodo and Sam make it to Mordor, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean the Hobbits. Hobbits are fucking fit, I guess. Like they're round boys, but that fat is oh, we'll all get, we'll used get to, how to round they are. I have that power up underlined. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but anyway, um, um he finally gets there and like Balin is waiting for him and he says, "Bravo, cuz this motherfucker ran 4.5 miles in 10 minutes." Made it. God. Fucking hell. Amazing. Uh and, and like and Bilbo's, uh, yeah, and they're off. But I also kind of want to just like the banter of like Bilbo being like, uh, I didn't get your note until after ten forty-five to be precise. And Dwan says, "Don't be precise, <laughs> don't be and precise. don't worry, you will have to manage without pocket handkerchiefs and a good many other things." And like, uh, I always love, uh, like Dwalin giving Bilbo his cloak to borrow. Yeah, that's because so cute. There is a callback to that in Fellowship of the Ring, where Bilbo opens an old chest and he like it. Just, they uh like like they don't say Dwalin's coat cloak. They just say an old battered green cloak, and like Aww. Bilbo kept that cloak. Yeah. And it's like, aw, that's, that's so, so sweet. Ni- like he, it's like his friends, his friend gave him. This. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> Aww. I love that. Uh, but yes, they they set off. And they pass through the quote-unquote Hobbit lands. Uh, 
and then get into this eventually to this place called the Lone Lands uh, on their way to Rivendell. Uh, the Lone Lands are kind of like these wild wastelands where not very many people live. Uh, I guess this will be kind of like the Silmarillion like lore thing I throw at you. Oh please! Um, this entire land used to be a kingdom of men. Oh, okay. Um, called Arnor. Uh, so it is like the twin kingdom to Gondor in the mm. south. Mm-hmm. Um, and technically, Aaron will argue this. Technically, Aragorn is only distantly the king of Gondor. If oh. Arnor was still around, he uh-huh. would most certainly be the king of Arnor. Oh, okay. Um, but, but it's really uh, not any anymore oh it's it's not a kingdom anymore it got completely destroyed uh Mm. in the third age like the kingdom broke apart into several pieces and then started like there was infighting and then the witch king of angmar rose in the north and kind of came down and swept them all away and killed them and the only kind of remnants of like the nobility of that kingdom are now the rangers or aragorn's Mm. folk who are living out in the woods and being dirty boys or whatever so those would be the people um, who spoke strangely and sang songs bilbo had never heard before uh possibly i never actually thought of like bilbo like coming across rangers on his journey um and but yeah you get like uh moments where you see uh old castles yes. with an evil look yeah, old castles with an evil look, as if they had been built by wicked people. Uh, because in the eastern part of Arnor, uh, the part that broke off there was called Rudaur. And uh, those people kind of fell into darkness and became kind of like these cruel hillmen under the sway of the Witch mm. King of Angmar. And so those are kind of like their remnants as well. Um, but yes, uh, they're carrying along bilbo's complaining because they've been (laughs) at it for like a week or two and uh finally it's raining and they see a campfire off in the distance oh yes Uh, also i like how they point out that oin and gloin are like the pyromaniacs of the fucking dwarves and they're like we need a fire and oin and gloin are like yeah we're on it fuck it yeah and they, (laughs) they just start trying to make a fire um uh yeah, uh, do you have any thoughts on this? Fire and our introduction to trolls? Are yes, stone to... trolls. Trolls, yeah. Very excited. Never seen trolls before. Our first mention of trolls. So it's fun seeing um, Tolkien's description of it. I love how they just said, okay, Bilbo, go deal with it. Um, they send him off. And if he's in trouble, what's the line? <laughs> oh yeah it's like a barn owl and once like a screech owl and we will do what we can <laughs> yeah we will do what we can it's like wh- what all is that you can though like <laughs> what are you capable of um <laughs> it's like a very specific one uh so yeah they they see what like the trolls are doing and like they're cooking and they're like, oh, Bilbo, steal us some of that meat they're cooking. Like, bring us back some of that. It's Be time a burglar. For burglar Bilbo. Yeah, it's uh And they're eating mutton. 
Or are they sent to steal things? Oh, no, he's just sent out to scout ahead. And see what's up with the fire. Yeah, because they say uh, mm-hmm. travelers seldom come this way now. The old maps are no use. Things have changed for the worse, and the road is unguarded. They have seldom even heard of the king round here. And the less inquisitive you are as you go along, the less trouble you're likely to find. And so, like, they're like, oh, we have a burglar with us. So, Bilbo, be quiet and sneak. Go do your thing. figure out what's going on. <laughs> Bilbo goes and finds the trolls and... Uh, Roll for stealth. <laughs> Roll for stealth. Yeah, it's uh, just... Uh, and, like, I get, like, the fame... Like, I kind of like this phrase of just mutton yesterday, mutton today, and blimey if it don't look like mutton again tomorrow. And, like, I, I get that. Like, when I have leftovers, I'm like, ah, oh, fucking masticholi today, <laughs> masticholi tomorrow, and gosh. And look. Masticholi the day before as well. And how the very next line, uh, how he talks about not having man flesh in a long time. No, oh, exactly. That truly mm. just tells you what Bobo's up against. He, he hasn't been to the club in a while. He hasn't got <laughs> his fill of man flesh. Um... But, uh, yeah, Bilbo uh, essentially is like, well, if I'm going to burgle something, I'm going to fucking take this guy's wallet. Uh, little as you know, it's an enchanted wallet that's like, who are you? I'm being stolen. <laughs> and that's very much like a like fairy tale thing yes. that Tolkien's using. Like, we don't see anything of its kind kind of in anything else Tolkien does. Like, yeah. we don't get, like, talk. Well, we get the talking sword in... Uh, Silmarillion with a Turin's sword. Love a good talking item. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's like a D and D campaign. Some, you sometimes mm-hmm. you just need a talking item. And I love that through. the trolls would have one. <laughs> they would have a talking wallet. Yeah, also, and then they, they they kind of are like, of course they have a talking wallet. They're trolls. Yeah, like, duh. Duh. Also, the like, names of these trolls: Bert, Tom, yes. and William. Yes, Bert, Tom, and William. Those are the most uh, basic. I feel like as like uh, Tolkien was like telling the story to his children, like one of his children's like, "What are their names?" And he's like, "Uh, it's so much like a D and D campaign." You look around and they're uh, Tom <laughs> and William, Aaron, and, Melissa, yeah. Adam. Josh, <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> just like that. Um, but yeah, uh, and then uh, well. We'll do our little, uh, little rendition. Lobby bet, look what I've caught, said William. What is it? Said the others coming up. Lummy if I knows. What are you? Bilbo Baggins, a bird, a hobbit, said poor Bilbo, shaking all over and wondering how to make owl noises before they throttled him. A bird, a hobbit, said they, a bit startled. Trolls are slow in the uptake, and mighty suspicious about anything new to them. What's a bird-hobbit got to do with my pocket, anyways? Said William. And can you cook em? Said Tom. You can try. Said Bert, picking up a skewer. It wouldn't make a mouthful. Said William, who had already had a fine supper. Not that he was skinned and boned. Perhaps there more I can round about, and we might make a pie, said Bert. Yeah, you 
Are there any more of your sort of sneaking in these here woods, you nasty little rabbit? Said he, looking at the hobbit's furry feet, and he picked him up by the toes and shook him. Yes, lots, said Bilbo, before he remembered not to give his friends away. No, none at all, not one, he said immediately afterwards. What do you mean? Said Bert, holding him right way up by the hair this time. What I say? Said Bilbo, gasping. And please don't cook me, kind sirs. I am a good cook myself, and cook better than I cook, if you see what I mean. I'll cook beautifully for you, a perfectly beautiful breakfast for you, if only you won't have me for supper. Poor little liar, said William. He had already had as much supper as he could hold. Also, he had had lots of beer. Poor little liar, let him go. Not till he says what he means by lots and none at all said Bert. I don't want to have me throat cut me sleep. Hold his toes in the fire till he talks. I won't have it, said William. I caught him anyway. You're a fat fool, William, said Bert. As I've said afore this evening. And you're a lout. I won't take that from you, Bill Huggins, says Bert and puts his fist in William's eye. Then there was a gorgeous row. Bilbo had just enough wits left when Bert dropped him on the ground to scramble out of the way of their feet before they were fighting like dogs, and calling one another all sorts of perfectly true and applicable names in very loud voices. Soon they were locked in one another's arms and rolling nearly into the fire, kicking and thumping, while Tom whacked at them both with a branch to bring them to their senses. And that, of course, only made them madder than ever. I, uh, I love a a burrow hobbit. A burrow hobbit. hobbit. What's a burrow <laughs> hobbit? And then he's like, "Yes, lots. Wait, none at all." And it's like, "Wait, what?" Bilbo's not like very these... good at uh, spontaneity, lying on the spot. Yeah, and how like the trolls are just like uh, so fucking confused by him. That's one. But thing also, that I love trolls being dumb. I also like how William feels sorry for Bilbo, and he's like, oh, let him go. I'm not going to go. get over a troll being called William. <laughs> yeah, William. I think it was, uh, uh, he gets called Bill Huggins by, by Bert. <laughs> uh, uh, Bill cute, Huggins. Cute, Jimmy. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, Bilbo, uh, is, uh, has soon, like, there's, like, a fight between the trolls, and Balin just kind of walks into the middle of it, like, oh, what? Uh, and they and just snatch snatched. him up. And the next and thing just, you know, they're all snatched. Yeah, one by one, they're all snatched, and the trolls start arguing how they're going to cook them. Yeah, but Gandalf does an excellent bit of ventriloquism, uh, like... <laughs> Trying to sound like the other trolls, uh, which you know, good on him. That's a it's cool skill clever. that Gandalf has that he never uses again. Um, <laughs> Wait, this is like the only throwing time. his voice. I think this is the only like time like uh, Gandalf like imitates someone, throws his voice or something. It's very cute. It's very fun. I feel like he's just having fun. Like he's this great wizard. He could have absolutely destroyed them, but he's like, no, let's just let's just play with. It's- the- the dumb trolls it's very much like a children's story where like the hero kind of plays with the villain first before finally kind of you know just 
conking them out. Um, and that's, yeah. That's uh, when I learned an interesting bit about Tolkien's trolls. So the sun comes up because they're just bickering until it's daytime, and then they all turn to stone. Yes. So they they can't see the, old the light. Stone trolls. Like like vampires. Uh, yeah, daylight. Twilight, daylight. See the daylight or they sparkle. Yeah, daylight turns them into stone. Wow. Uh, as you do. <laughs> um, but very yes. clever. Very clever. Yes, very clever. And then, and uh, then go ahead. The uh, just the line of uh, oh yeah, uh, it's like uh, Thorne's like, where did you go to, if I may ask? And Gandalf's like, to look ahead. And they're like, what brought you back? And he said, looking behind. I circled <laughs> that and said, it's my favorite line. That is currently the yeah. running favorite line. That I've read in The Hobbit. We, we have our favorite line so far. So far. Looking ahead. What brought you back? Looking behind. It's like simple. Um, yes. <laughs> Gandalf is like, oh, but if their trolls are here, they must have like a cave they go to live in when the uh, when the sun is up, and they go and they find the troll cave with some treasure there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bury it for their return journey. And uh, Bilbo gets his own sword. Yeah. Uh, a short little dagger. Which forged in Gondolin. Ah. I believe Elrond brings it up in the next chapter. Yes, actually. I have it underlined in the next chapter to ask you about. All right. So, moving uh, on to uh, chapter three, a short rest. Yes. Uh, so then Gandalf uh, takes them... Uh, to Rivendell. Bilbo at first thinks that they've reached the Lonely Mountain when he sees the Misty Mountains. Oh, poor Bilbo. And uh, Balin's like, no, no, we gotta get over those. And that's when the journey really begins. And Bilbo's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, but the uh, elves sing a little song uh, for like, as like the dwarves are going down into this like hidden valley. Uh, the elves are singing. Also, apparently... Bilbo can like like elves have a distinctive scent. Yes, apparently. I underlined that, Bilbo, and I was like, "What like, do hmm, elves it smell smells like? like?" Elves, like what do they uh, smell like, and how does Bilbo know what they smell like? Pine. Bilbo, I have questions. Pine and campfire smoke. Sure. Or I don't know. Maybe they perfume themselves. <laughs> That's what makes. Do they them just smell constantly smell like different. Lumbus, Lumbus bread. Lumbus bread, maybe. Uh, or maybe like. Hobbits have like heightened sense of smell, and that's how they're just able to different differentiate people. Hmm. They got that super sniffer. <laughs> super sniffer. They got super sniffer. I I don't correlate them with smelling earthy because I feel like that's more of a Hobbit thing. But I they suppose. probably smell like stars. That's my answer. What do you st- they smell like- exactly. What kind of fucking? What the fuck? <laughs> what do elves smell like? You're like, oh, what do elves smell like? Oh, they smell like stars. What do stars smell like? They smell like elves. Fuck. <laughs> you would make a great wizard. Oh, thank you. Just giving your nonsense answers. <laughs> um. Yes, the elves had uh, a very cute, very cute song. Um. And also just, they're calling out Bilbo and Balin and Dwalin and, like, they... Yeah, the fact that they overheard their names or something. Yeah. They're great, they're great at improv songs. They should be on Whose Line Is It Anyway. It's quite a catchy song. 
I wish I... It is. Do Is there any... Like, did Tolkien sing or have any... Play any instruments? Like, he's so into I, music in... He, he does love music. He has a great respect for it. I don't know if he played music. Uh, I do know he, like, sang hymns in church and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um... But like I think he was very much more like a uh, um, a poet than an actual composer. Like he knew how to like put it into rhyme and rhythm, uh, but he he didn't know how to like compose actual music himself. I would love to hear him sing these these songs he wrote. And then like as like the dwarves are like crossing the river, uh, the elves like call out to Thorn, "Don't dip your beard in the foam, father." <laughs> It's long enough without watering it. Before we get to that, there's one line right before that that I underlined and loved because it just sounds like a whole dream. Uh, yeah. Elvish singing is not a thing to miss. In June, under the stars, not if you care for such things. A dream. Oh, yeah. A, a per- dream. That's a perfect, a perfect Tory date. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're really getting into the elves, you know? I love them. This, like, this is such... And moving on to that line that she said, then it just turns into an elf roast. Like here, they they see oh, yeah. them. The, and then... the elves are uh, these are like merrier elves than what we're used to from the Silmarillion. Like these elves have mellowed out. Oh, like these <laughs> elves have faced so much hardship, and probably most of these elves in Rivendell weren't even alive during the first age. Mm. They were probably born during the second so age, and even then happier, they probably during happier times. Yeah, or sort of happier times. Like, the Second Age still was full of, like, tragedy for the elves as well. Uh, But, um, like, really, I think Elrond and I think Glorfindel, they are the only two elves in Rivendell who remember the First Age. And uh, Elrond only really remembers the last half, like, last little bit of the Third Age. uh, First Age, sorry. Yeah, they're just singing, dancing, and uh, making fun of the next line, too. Mine Bilbo doesn't eat all the cakes, they called. He is too fat to get through keyholes yet. <laughs> <laughs> and Gareth's like, oh, shush, good night. <laughs> uh, and uh, I love how uh, they finally come to the last homely house, uh, the house of Elrond and Rivendell, in this little valley. Um, I, I do love the way Rivendell looks in uh, the Lord of the Rings films, mm-hmm. but in the animated uh, Hobbit, uh, it, it's just like this cozy looking wooden house, like mm. this big wooden house hidden amongst these trees with like smoke coming out of the chimney. And it just looks like a very cozy place to be. And um, It really does. Reading this description, I was like, I want to go hang out at, at, at this house. Yes. The, the last homely house. And they uh, like Tolkien kind of makes reference to the Silmarillion here, where he goes, The master of the house was an elf friend, one of those people whose fathers came into the strange stories before the beginning of history, the wars of the evil goblins and the elves and the first men of the north. In those days of our tale, there were still some people who had both elves and heroes of the north for ancestors. Elrond, because... Yeah. He's like not only a descendant of the elves, but he's a descendant of Baron and Tuor and those kind of heroes. Yeah. And Elrond was the master of the house, was their chief. He was as noble and as fair in face as an elf lord, because 
he chose to be. As strong as a warrior, as wise as a wizard, as venerable as a king of dwarves, and as kind as summer. I love that description so much. I don't really know much about El- Elrond. He just kind of seemed like the strict like father in the movies. Yeah, he's he's a lot more actually chill and relaxed yeah. in uh, the books themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh like he's only stern that way because like Aragorn's trying to get with his daughter in those ones but like Elrond is one of the few elves who is very hospitable to other people. I love that. He's like, "Yes, come, stay." Uh they describe uh his his house was perfect whether you liked food or sleep or work or storytelling or singing or just sitting and thinking best or pleasant mixture of them all. Evil things did not come into that valley. It's the perfect home. It's the perfect, like, and you're like, of course Bilbo goes there to retire. Like, it's like his perfect, he's surrounded by elves. Yeah. He gets all that elvish singing in June under the stars. Amazing. That's, that's the prime, that's like the perfect Airbnb. Five stars. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, as, like, Elrond hosts them, they hear a bunch of songs and tales as they're eating, uh, and Elrond kind of tells them about the blades they are carrying. Yes. Uh, he names two of them. Uh, one is Orchrist, the goblin cleaver, and the other is Glamdring, foe hammer, that uh, belonged to the king of Gondolin, Turgon. That's wild. And, uh, they just happen to stumble upon these swords. Yeah. Somehow these swords made it out of, like, the fall of Gondolin and stuff and ended up in this troll cave. And, uh, you know, it's always cool to see kind of how these, like, great ancient weapons of heroes end up in, like, a little tale like this. Mm-hmm. Like, And then Bilbo, of course, has Sting, uh, his little dagger, basically, which is like a sword for him being yeah. hobbit-sized. Um, so that's where he gets Sting. Yes, this is Sting. Wow. Yes. Uh, and he carries it with him the entire time. And it's an enchanted blade made by the elves in the ancient days, so it, it's very helpful for him on his journey. And uh, Gandalf continues to wield Glamdring uh, throughout his life. In Lord of the Rings, when he's fighting the Balrog, that sword he's wielding is Glamdring. Oh, no way. Um, yeah, and it just kind of plays on through. Wow. They also. They also bring, because uh, Elrond is not only famed as like a very hospitable person, but he's also kind of like a lore master. He has ancient knowledge, and he has this grand library kind of in his home. This dude and, has it uh, all. This dude, Elrond's living it up. He and, you really know, is. Who can blame him? Like He <laughs> chose a good life of just kind of living in his little valley and just helping people sometimes. And they show him map that uh, Thorin's father gave to Gandalf to give to him. Yes. And he reveals that there are moon letters written that on... That concept was so cool. Yeah, it's like those, um... Oh, it's like... You ever do those, like, experiments where you make in, like, invisible ink? Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, it's like, don't it's they like show that. up with, like... Or you use lemon or something and show up in heat or, of course, like... Yeah, you light. gotta, like, rub lemon juice on it and then, yeah. like, hold it up to, like, a heat source or something. Clever, clever. Yeah. But for these, they are like, you can only see the writing under the moon, but during the phase of the moon as when they were written. Yes. Which is... It's very specific. That's so cool. And also, how... Which, 
You can only read it like a few times a year. Yeah, uh, essentially. It better not be super important info or info that can wait. <laughs> or, yeah, if it is, like, you better kind of already know it. Otherwise, you're not going to know it for a, a good amount of time. Yeah, I thought that was such a cool concept. Yeah, like these. You're like you. You read some of these, and you're like, "Oh, these are great ideas for like a D and D campaign or something." We need to get back at our Lord of the Rings D and D campaign now that we know how fast hobbits can run. <laughs> oh, goodness, I don't think we could ever return to that one. But uh, you know what? At some point, I gotta run a D and D campaign with you, and maybe when we can be more in person. Yeah. Maybe if I moved to LA, we can do like an in person D and D night and stuff. We're just going to keep saying that until one day the next podcast episode will be like, guess what, guys? Paul was like, here Paul's in, LA. in L.A. now. <laughs> we did like, it. What? <laughs> uh, I'm living in a box down by the fucking beach. Uh, and I also anyway. saw um, they talked about Duren's Day. And I was like, hey, I know about Duren because you and uh, Aaron yes. talked about him when we were going over the posters. Mm-hmm. So that was a cool little call out where I was like, I know who you are. Look at me. And it's the dwar it's the dwarven new year. Yeah. Uh ooh, I wonder if like dwarves have kind of like something akin to like the Chinese zodiac where it's like the year of blanket maybe it's like a precious stone. Like mm. year of the ruby, year of the onyx. Year of That'd the Silmaril. Cool concept. <laughs> year of the Year of the Silmaril. That's that's really cool. They all have their own little like holidays. That's a cool they concept. do, yeah. Uh, and then like uh, Elrond's like uh, uh, Gandalf's like, is there any more? And Elrond's like, not not by this moon. I can't see. Maybe by this tomorrow's moon. moon. <laughs> and then he just sends them down to hang out with the elves who are uh, singing upon the Midsummer's Eve. I love it. I love it. What vibes? And then they finally ride away. Onwards. Though they could have just stayed. Oh, there was a little bit in there where they're like, they're, uh, the narrator, Tolkien, was like, there's not much to tell because it was just all... Um, it's all nice. So, yeah, all, all nice and good. It all blended together. Yeah. Like you couldn't really There's nothing really to discuss, even though I would love just to just watch them hang out. It's like in TV shows, whenever they show the characters just like doing their day-to-day -day life, sitting during lunchtime and chatting. Yes. I'm always like, yes, they're happy. I just want them to be happy. <laughs> they are friends. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just nice little moments like that. And of course, like, Tolkien's like, that's not very interesting, but I want you to know that, like, hey, they, they had a good time moments. relaxing yeah. and talking and just enjoying it. It's great to see after <laughs> reading through the Silmarillion, <laughs> where it's just chaos yeah. at every corner. It is it is nice to see like the elves are kind of uh like they're just relaxed now. They're mm -hmm. not so fucking homicidal. They're just singing all the time. and dancing and drinking wine and just vibing. They're just vibing. I love it. Welcome to the vibes. Vibing with Varda. Vibes with Varda. Full circle. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, Alright. And that's the end of uh our little reading. So good that stuff, was that. That's kind of like our first. That's Bilbo's first kind of real encounter in his adventure, uh, which he kind of fails. They only really get out of it because of Gandalf. Yeah, they all got trapped and thrown into sacks. 
Uh, I think Bilbo escaped. Oh, yeah. He got thrown and he was like hanging in a bush trying not to say anything. Yeah, just if I'm very quiet. They'll never they can't, know. They can't hear me. How are they going to know? No one's going to know. How are they going to know? They're not going to know. No one's, no one's going to know. know. <laughs> uh, but yes, 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 yes. All right. Should we do, let's see, Over Hill and Under Hill is the next chapter. Mm-hmm. And then there is Riddles in the Dark. Um, Let me see. Do... How long the next one is over hill and under hill? I think over hill and under hill could possibly be its own one because riddles in the dark. I would love to do kind of more of a longer form because it's the whole uh, riddles in the dark is a like the big confrontation between Gollum and Bilbo. Oh, okay. And I would love to do like kind of like an extended. A dramatic reading oh, all right. in that one. Okay. So the next one we can just uh, over hill and uh, under. So hill? the next, yeah, the next one's just over hill and under hill, and then we'll have riddles in the dark for the next one. <laughs> riddles in the dark sounds fun. Yes, it it, it is actually one of, uh, it's actually kind of one of my favorite ones simply because it it, it doesn't. Uh, it's like a a, D, a DM. It's like a DM trying to make like a puzzle for his D and D group, mm. basically, and seeing if they can solve it before the main character does. Uh, but yes, I believe that's all we have. Woohoo! Oh, I'm having so much fun. Oh. Good stuff. So much, so much to do. All right. Well, thanks y'all for listening. Yes, thank you all for listening. Thanks y'all uh, for as always. me as an elf. <laughs> yes, all, special thanks to Evelyn and ND for drawing Tori as an elf. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, as always, special thanks to Jack Hook for composing our opening and closing music, as well as Wool for drawing our amazing cover art. Oh, and shout out to our pa- our patrons. Yeah, we could say that. Uh, shout out to Evelyn, Ethan, and David. Yes. Shout out to you guys. You guys, I I, I can't really say you guys keep us going because we'd probably keep doing this even if we weren't being paid. You keep us going harder. Uh, But you, you, you really kind of like make me be like, okay, I gotta be on top of this. I need to (laughs) issue this out now. I need to, I need to keep to these dates. Yeah. Uh, so yes. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs>